Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Frank Podcast, helping you think, work, and create like never before. Welcome to today's daily coffee chat. I am Amber Pike. I am filling in for Ryan today, but if you notice, I don't have the cool coffee shop background because about four minutes before we went live, um, Andy at Kids Matter told me that my internet connection was not strong enough. So I hopped in the car really quick and went to my parents' house. So you get the background of my parents' kitchen. Do any, does anyone else not have good internet? Where I live, we actually can't get actual internet. It would be $92,000 to run new lines. So I have to do anything internet on like a hotspot. And it's just not that strong when kids are in school and running Zoom. So tomorrow, I'm also your host and I will go to church where we have strong internet and you'll have the cool background. So today, you just get this. But I'm excited to be here today. And I have a question for you. How many of you are list makers? I'm a list maker. I'm a planner. I'm a very task-oriented person. My brother makes fun of me because on a day where I'm just at home, like it's just home chores and laundry and all of that, I still have a to-do list. Like it's, it's written out on a post-it note. I have list after list after list. I'm a planner. I'm a list maker. I like tasks. I love that feeling of checking things off the to-do list. In my personal life, in ministry, I'm definitely a task-oriented person. So what about you? Are you a task-oriented person or are you more of a people person? I love my tasks, my lists, those checking things off. But in the last year or so, I've really been working on adding relationships to my to-do list. God's been showing me that relationships matter. They're important and they need to be added to my list. Tasks are very important. You have to do those tasks. You can't just sit in a coffee shop all day, every day, hanging out with people and connecting. There are things that you have to do, those tasks. You've got lessons to prep and activities to plan, millions of copies to make, you have volunteers to schedule, all of those important and necessary tasks. Whether you love them or hate them, you still have to do the tasks. But relationships are also super important. Jesus, in his ministry, he modeled relational ministry. He knew people. Now, granted, he had that whole, you know, inherent God omniscience, and that really helped him to know people, but he took the time to know people, even though he already knew everything about them. He cared for them, and he modeled for us that relationships matter. In our ministry, we need to see that relationships matter, and there are three major relationship areas that I want to challenge you today to be really intentional in. The first one is with your kids. Your relationship with your kids matters. There have been lots of studies done showing that kids need to be known. They need adults that care about them in their lives and kids need to know this. Study after study after study is showing that kids need to connect with an adult other than mom or dad, an adult that loves them and cares about them. In 2015, Harvard did a study and they said every child who winds up doing well has had at least one stable and committed relationship with a supportive adult. Studies have also been showing when we're trying to find the cause of why so many kids are leaving church when they enter those college ages, studies are showing that kids who remained in church had at least 
one adult other than mom or dad invested in their life. So think back to your childhood. Did you have a person? Who were your people growing up in the church? Because having a connection with an adult in church can keep a child not just connected to the church, but to the faith. I live at my church, my son, my nine-year-old, he has a couple of people and he is not the best with kids. Honestly, I think he prefers being with adults. And for the first couple of years, we were at this church and I asked him, you know, we we're doing a little birthday dinner and was there any friends from church you want to ask over? And he'd say, yes, Miss Nidra. Miss Nidra is one of the grandmas at our church. And that's who he wanted to invite to his birthday party because that's one of his people. He's got a couple now. And I love seeing that because I remember in my childhood, I had people. I didn't sit with my parents most of the time. I sat with some like 90 year old ladies and there are these um, other couple of guys that I sat with. Like I remember exactly where they sat because they were a part of my life. Relationships matter to kids. Your relationship or maybe your small group leaders relationship, depending on the size of your church. If you're over a mega church, there is no way that you can have relationships with a thousand kids. So take what I'm saying and base it off of your church size. It might be you if you have a smaller church where you have, you know, 25 kids, or it might be small group leaders. But those relationships with kids are super important. First of all, you need to know your kids. Take the time to get to know them. More than just their name, what service they attend, and what they're allergic to. Learn about their likes and their dislikes what shows and activities they're into, what sports they're playing, what instruments they play. Know who their friends are, not just the ones that come to church. In our church, during Sunday school, the first 15 minutes is talk time. One, everybody's late, sometimes even me. I'm late getting started because I have too many people I need to talk to and things to do, those tasks. But we just spend a couple minutes talking. And they tell me what they did yesterday or what they're doing today or what the week holds. Truly care about their lives. Kids like to talk about themselves. Let's face it, we like to talk about ourselves too, right? But there's nothing worse for a child than when they're talking to an adult and the adult is obviously not listening and does not care. Listen to what they have to say. My husband thinks he's not good with kids. I mean, he's good with ours, but I keep trying to get him to serve. He's like, no, no. But he doesn't realize the gift that he has to offer kids and that he cares for them. There's this one little boy, he's always there early. And my husband's usually in the classroom with our toddler before while I'm doing those tasks, making those copies, getting things ready. And he's talking to this little boy every Sunday. But my husband actually is caring what this little boy's talking about. And he'll remember the next week, he'll like follow up and ask him, well, hey, how'd that go? Hey, did you get to do this? Guys, that is huge for kids. Know their lives, but care about it. Like genuinely care, genuinely listen. And one way that you can show them that you're genuinely listening is by following up. So when one of your kids tells you about this super mega awesome sleepover they're so excited for. The next week, follow up and go, hey, how was that sleepover? They're gonna be floored that you cared about them enough 
to remember what was going on in their lives. Take the time to truly get to know your kids and show them that you care. Be a presence in their lives. I know some of you are already doing this already, but attend sporting events and birthday parties when you're invited and choir performances and all these things. FaceTime with them. I did that this morning with one of my girls who's not yet back in church. I had reached out to mom. You know, I'm sending out texts every so often to parents who we haven't seen back yet. She's like, hey, can you connect with her? She's struggling right now. They've just got a lot of life going on. And so this little girl has started emailing me probably at least twice a week and we're setting up FaceTime. And so this morning she's snuggling with her cat in her bed and she's FaceTiming me. And the other night was her birthday and she'd emailed me. I'm like, if it's okay with mom and dad, let's FaceTime. So on her birthday, she's at her sleepover for her birthday party. They're watching a movie. She leaves just so she can FaceTime with me because I make a point to be there for her, to talk to her, to care about her life. Guys, it's huge for kids. Another way that you can show them you care is to send them a note. Do you guys like getting mail? Happy mail, not bills. No one likes bills. But happy mail is so exciting for an adult and especially for a kid. It shows them that you remember, that you care about them. It's a good connection way. So most of you, depending on your size, might already be sending birthday cards. That's kind of the obvious one. Well, this year in my church, the youth leader and I, we kind of run our ministries together because I'm over both. Um, I'm organizing both. She's involved with the kids. I'm involved with the youth. It's beautiful. It's awesome. So we created a fun postcard. I don't know if you guys can see this, but we created our birthday postcard this year with us on it, smashing cake in each other's faces. Just a silly little way to say happy birthday. Other times I have just bought a pack of birthday cards from Lifeway or Amazon and I stick in some confetti because confetti is awesome. And I've made birthday coupons where they can bring it back and get a treat. I have stuck stickers and bookmarks and tattoos, all sorts of things. Birthday is an easy way to show that you care. And sometimes in my birthday cards, I have to fess up and tell them, Ms. Amber forgot, it's a couple days late. So sometimes they get two prize cards and I forget and I'm a little late. But I also, especially during COVID, saw the importance of connecting with kids. Most of my kids are not digital. They don't have phones and they're not texting and emailing and FaceTiming and all that. So I wanted to connect with my kids and postcards are the cheaper of the options. So I wanted to talk to you about the postcard box I made for my leaders. Because yeah, it's great when you get a postcard from one leader, but what if you got one from your Sunday school teacher as well, or your small group leader? So I made a postcard box for all of my leaders. I got like the jumbo box from the office supply section at Walmart. And I printed out a bunch of postcards. A lot of them I made, which if you're wanting an inexpensive postcard pack, there's a 10 pack of fall and winter ones on Kidman Outlet. Right now it's $5. But I've got all sorts of different postcards in my box and all my leaders have the box. There's some just to say hello, like, hey, How's it going? I've missed you. I haven't seen you. There's some that have scripture, maybe some encouragement. Um, I've got some welcome, you know, first time visitors, some holiday ones. I even made some with our logo. 
that wants to tell them that we miss them. We've got some when they need prayer and encouragement. Postcards, cards in the mail, letters, handwritten notes, those are huge to a kid. If they're not attending, if they've missed some weeks, if they haven't come back from COVID, this lets them know that you've not forgotten them, even though they're not there. But don't only send postcards when they're not there or on their birthday. I encourage you to send cards to encourage them. If they're dealing with some struggles, send them a postcard. It could be something as simple as, hey, I'm praying for you today. Or maybe you notice a behavior in them that's super awesome and you want to bring them up to encourage them to tell them, hey, that's awesome. Keep doing that. We have a little girl who her four-year-old sister just moved up into children's church. And the first Sunday that the little girl was in children's church, big sister was an awesome big six, big sister. She carried little sis's Bible up to children's church. She sat her down beside her. She took care of her through the lesson and made sure she had what she needed and that she was listening. And then when they leave, she takes her Bible and gets all of her papers and big sister carries it out. That was a good big sister. So Monday, you betcha. I sent her a postcard in the mail saying, you were an awesome big sister. So with the postcard box, what I also did is I included postage. So I got a roll of postcard stamps, stuck them in there. And then to make it a little more fun, because that's how I roll, glitter markers. Glitter markers make postcards really, really fun. So show your kids that you care. And then let your kids know you. Relationships are a two-way street. You wouldn't want to talk and grow close to a person that never told you anything about yourself, would you? Well, kids are the same way. They want to know you. Now, granted, there are kids, they are kids, so they're mainly going to want things to be about them. But knowing you in an age-appropriate way, of course, is really important. At my church, we have a lesson section time called Story Time with Miss Amber. It's a very original name. But during this, sometimes it's planned. I write it under the lesson. Other times it just happens. But it's just me telling them a story from my life and connecting it to the lesson, applying God's truth, applying the lesson's truth to my life. So kids are seeing faith in action. This is important. I share the positives when things are just awesome, when God connects the pieces, but I also am transparent and I share the negatives with them. So I've talked to kids about my struggle with my assurance of salvation when I was a kid. And I've talked to them about the time when I told God, no, I'm not gonna do what you're telling me. I don't want to forgive this person. And I've shared positives about how God's word helped me get through really tough times in my life or when I felt God speaking to me personal stories, applying God's truth, applying the Bible's lessons to your life is amazing. Now, curriculums do a really good job of, it, of including an application story. They'll have it in there. Sometimes it'll be a made-up character or something like that. The kids learn from that. They connect with it. It's good. But think of how much more kids can get out of it when it's their leader 
They need to know you. Relationships with your kids matter because kids need to know they matter to you. Investing in the life of a child can truly make an eternal difference in their life. And just like we need to work on our relationship with our kids, relationships with youth matter. Now, I know not all of you are in the same boat as me. You're not over the youth as well, but your relationship with the youth is important. Those teens and youth group, they used to be your babies and now they've aged up and they've moved on, but they need to know that they still matter to you, that you're still one of their people. You're not their main person anymore, but they need to know that you're still there. So intentionally take the time to connect with the youth. Pop in and say hey to them before or after services. Connect with the teens that are serving in the kids area, in children's church or worship or VBS. And then a really fun thing that I like to get to do every once in a while is I swap spots with our youth leader. So if she's out, I'll go and I'll teach the teens and I'll get a volunteer to come and teach the kids. For us, it's easier for me to find volunteers that wanna serve in the children's area than in the teen area. But swap spots every once in a while. Bonus effect, this really helps with the transition to youth group because your kids know that they're still gonna get to see you again. Less scary. Your relationships with the teen matter, but the relationship with the youth and the kids also matters too. It's vital to build those relationships between the kids and the youth. At my church a couple years back, we were seeing, seeing a really big drop off in attendance when kids moved up into youth group. They hit sixth grade for us and we stopped seeing them, a lot of them. Middle school's scary. Their whole world is changing their bodies, the school buildings, they're getting new teachers. They might be losing some of their friends in the transition. And then on top of that, now they have to move into a new ministry full of new kids, a new leader, and these kids are older and cooler than them. So for us, that was one of the causes why we were seeing kids not stay in youth ministry. But what if the kids already knew the youth? What if they already had a relationship with them before they entered youth group? That's a lot less scary when you're moving to a group and you already know them. That'd actually make it pretty exciting, wouldn't it? Create intentional times for relationships to develop between the kids and the youth. We did this by having a special one-time only worship class with the kids and the teens. For four months, the teens got to come to Children's Church and we learned about worship together. And I saw from that point on, the bond between the kids and the teens was there. For us, it's really cool that our teens want to hang out with the kids. Now they have their separate time, they want their separate time. They especially kick their siblings out of the youth room. But create those times where they can get together, where they can know each other. Consider doing events for the whole family where kids and teens and mom and dad are all together. We do this partially because we have some families that have children in all areas of ministry from the nursery, elementary, middle, high school. We have one family that has kids in every area. So we've created some family events to put less burden on mom and dad, but it also has that bonus effect 
of relationships are forming between the kids and the teens. We see kids and teens hanging out together before and after class. It's important. Intentionally working on your relationship with the teens, letting them know you're still one of their people, you still care. And intentionally working on developing relationships between the kids and the teens so that when they move to youth group, it's not so scary. It's important. And lastly, your relationship with your leaders matters. Your leaders should mean more to you than just a name on a schedule. But do they know that? Do you show them that they're more than just a warm body being plugged into a volunteer chart? Take the time to know your leaders. Kids aren't the only one that need to be known. We need to be known too. So celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. But take it further than that. Like truly get to know them. Same thing that we're doing with the kids. We want to get to know them, their likes, their dislikes, their interests, their family, their grandkids that might not attend church, their kids, how their kids are doing in school, what their kids are into, their spouses, their jobs, all of that. Know what's going on in their life. More than just the, hey, how are you? How's it going before or after church? Get to know what's going on in their lives, the highs and the lows. And you're probably going to need to put in some outside time because if your church is anything like my church, you might have about two minutes of adult conversation time in between getting everything ready and talking with kids and cleaning up and trying to get everyone home because everyone wants lunch. So send a text, make a phone call. Maybe you want to mail them a card of encouragement. Postcards, happy mail is fun for adults too. Go set up a time and grab coffee or dinner together. Not adding more work to your volunteer schedule, but just showing them you care and you want to get to know them. And I encourage you to find ways to love on them as well because they are human. They're gonna face some highs, some lows. They're gonna have stuff going on. They need to be ministered to. Our associate youth director who I'm over at my church, she's had a very stressful seven, eight months, however long COVID's began, because she works at the health department in our county. And she is the one in charge of COVID, basically. She's had a very, very, very stressful job. So all throughout, I've been texting with her, hey, I'm praying for you today. Hey, was this week any better? I know last week was rough. And at one point throughout, I wanted to give her just a little gift just to show her, hey, I love you. So I found a really great devotional that has you writing down things that you're thankful for. Because in my life, I found things are better when I'm focused on my gratitude instead of my problems. But I also included the all-important chocolate in the bag. Just a way to show, hey, I see you, I know you, I love you, leader. Relationships matter. Relationships with your kids, with the teens, and with your leaders. So as I wrap up today, I wanna to give you a challenge. Hopefully you are encouraged right now and you wanna go work on some relationships. So what relationship can you work on today? What relationship task do you need to add to your to-do list? If you're like me, sometimes you gotta write it down. On my to-do list for today, I've got about six kids listed with specific postcards I wanna send them. Relationships matter. So who do you need to connect with today? 
Would you pray with me? Lord God, I thank you for all of these men and women that are serving all over the world, building your kingdom. I pray that you give them hearts, not just for your word and teaching kids your word, but that you give them hearts to love on these kids, these teens, these leaders. Help them to intentionally invest time to get to know them, to get to love on them, to love on them with the love of you. Help them to see that relationships should become a priority. It can't be the only priority because there are lots of tasks we have to do, God. But relationships matter because we matter to you. You love us so much that you died to us. And I pray that all of us leading and serving, volunteering in the Kidman world, that we share that love with everyone we meet. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you guys for joining me in my not coffee shop background, but tomorrow I will be back in the coffee shop and I'm going to be joined by Vanessa Myers and we're going to be talking about resourcing moms and dads. So I will see you guys tomorrow at 11. This episode of the Ryan Frank podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more productivity and life hacks to help you stay on the leading edge. And if you like what you heard, please rate this podcast with five stars. Thanks so much and talk to you next time.